glad you're with us. Let's welcome our online crowd. God bless you. Great to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying the fourth and the, the weather. If you're here in person and you're a guest, fill out your connection card. We'd love to bless you. We have a free t-shirt for you that says live life on purpose. That's kind of our, our motto here. That's our mojo. We want to do things on purpose. We can also give you a free CD. Um, you know, if you give your heart to the Lord or it's kind of one of those, sometimes people just get back and what do I do now? Uh, and we have that for you as well. And so, again, there's no charge for those. Uh, those that are online, we need to have you here, obviously, to get you those. But we're so glad you're watching. And uh, hi to our, I know we have some friends even in Florida that watch us every week. So God bless you guys there in Florida. Um, God is so good. Somebody say amen to that. So, you know, I was asking the Lord, what do, we, what do we talk about? And Lord, what do you want me to say? And he gave me a couple words. He gave me joy and he gave me patience. So I'm looking at these words, joy and patience. I'm saying, okay, which do I talk about first? We're going to talk about joy today because, you know, if we've got to wait for something, we might as well be happy about it. So uh, anyway, we're going to talk about joy, especially with everything going on, just really part of God's health plan. And so we want to welcome you today. I mean, we've been in unprecedented times. This whole country has, is walking through and has walked through a pandemic. And now reports are coming. I heard a lady yesterday in the store said, did you hear? She wasn't talking to me, talking to somebody else. And were you eavesdropping? I don't know. She was saying it loud so anybody within 10 yards could hear her. So I just stayed in those 10 yards, I guess, because I didn't hear what. But anyway, this is what she's saying. There's a new thing out, and it's a variant and the other lady goes, no. And she said, yes, no, yes. So they went on a couple minutes, and then they said, what are they going to do, create another shot for that? And then they just kept on. I'm like, okay, I'm out. So I'm just pushing my cart, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> There's so much talk of this or that, and, and, and everybody wants to stay healthy. And you can be in places, and you know there is no mask quote quote requirement and there are some people that still have it because they are just like i'm just taking every precaution i'm not slamming anybody because i get if you feel comfortable doing that i'm okay with that but there is that sense in america of we've just been through a lot i want to make sure it's over anybody feel like that i'm are you tired i'm just like i want to be done with this we've all been felt like we're kind of boxed in so to speak so just to be able to celebrate and see that fireworks are going out and everything's not canceled and and people are getting together again and it, it it's like we're alive again so that's great happiness has been scarce it's kind of hard to be happy if you know when i was a kid i was told to go to my room I'm okay with that as long as I didn't have to stay on my bed. Well, I wasn't really okay with going to my room, but you know, if you're in your room and you don't have to stay on your bed, you just had to be in your room, there were things I could do in my room, you know, like clean it <laughs> or whatever if I was forced to do that. But still, just, you know, happiness during that time if I was forced to stay in a contained space. How many remember when we were just doing church? And it was just live because we couldn't be in the building and there were, everything was shut down all over and, and, you know, just, it was nuts. It was hard to find people that were joyful or even stay joyful ourselves. We had to convince ourselves because I can tell you, and you know it's true, life circumstances help dictate how we react. How, whatever, what's our environment? 
If our environment is, is great, then we're easy, it's easier to be happy. But joy has been rare. Sometimes it seems like now it, it has been more of a, a luxury. I remember when we were happy. I remember when we, we laughed or we got together. Remember this or we couldn't do this now and now we just want to do that. It's almost like if you're on a diet and they say you can't have this kind of food. What kind of food do you want? The kind you cannot have. <laughs> How about if you go, to, you know, in the store, you'd go to some place and you're used to buying something. I'm sorry, you're only allowed one of those. What? Oh, no, we, we have to limit you. Why? Because of the pandemic or whatever. That's just like, ah. Joy is sometimes overlooked. We've taken it for granted. Much like love. But I'm here to tell you this morning that joy, like love, is a decision. You're going to have to decide sometimes. You're going to be in places that aren't going to be so much fun, or it's not going to be as, as comfortable as you like. Come on, we live in a world where sometimes it's just awkward. Even around family or friends, it just can get awkward. I get it. But it is a decision. According to Nehemiah 8.10, it isn't optional it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And we don't take that scripture literally. We just kind of take it, ah, the, oh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We just kind of, okay, yeah, it's just kind of almost like a saying. But do you understand what the word is saying? Your strength comes from joy. So as I looked at this this week, I mean, the Lord's just bringing back, sometimes I felt drained. Like I just didn't have any gumption left. I didn't have any, I didn't want to do anything. I was just, I was kind of just wiped out. And it's, I get it, we've done that as well. And, and you are a physical being in a body that needs rest. But that's not what I'm talking I'm talking about inside. I mean, it's one thing when you don't get any sleep and you're tired. But it makes joy important if I really believe the scripture that my strength is attached to my joy. I never really looked at I mean, I'm just being honest. You might say, well, I looked at it like that all the time. I kind of didn't. I guess I'm kind of guilty of that. I just, but I looked at it this way. 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love God does not know God, for God is love. So if we do everything that is based on God as believers... And God is love. What we do is based on love. Pastor Kim said it this morning. Their kindness, your kindness to others will lead them to repentance. You have options. You can respond one way or you can respond another. And it will lead someone to or away. So if love is behind all of that and God is love. All the gifts, all the fruit, fruit of the Spirit, all the gifts of the Spirit, all the things that God is offering is all coming off of a foundation of love. So if love is our foundation, then every fruit of the Spirit, there's love in it. Every gift is based off of the love of God. I hope you're starting to see, like, I, I just, I, I never really saw that. I, it just started opening my mind. But that also includes 
joy. And again, I, didn't, I don't tell Pastor Kim what to say. She's talking about saying things in love, being kind. If we want to win in life and be successful, I don't know about you, I don't like doing things just to take up time, pretty much. I mean, I like being successful. Would you, if you are an investor and invested in the stock market, do you want to invest in something that's going to make you money or something that's just going to sit dormant and not do anything? You would be like, well, that would be stupid. Let's make investments in the kingdom that bring back good dividends, like kindness, like joy, like love. We can't live a life of faith without being strong in the Lord. If this is the beginning, I believe it is, not the end, and we have to have faith, faith, faith is what? The subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. If we are going to have this faith, then we have to base it off of what God has given us in love, and we need love at the base. But if we also need strength, then we're going to need joy. The world has enough pain. Pain is everywhere. People, I'm, I'm hurting. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know this. You don't know that. And I might not know that. In this life, you'll have tribulation. We'll look at some of that, but Jesus said, I've overcome that. Can we still not have joy? Can we still not have strength? Can we still not have somebody that says, you know what? This isn't the end if God's in charge. They can't decide that. God's in decision of that. He's got my life, and I subject it to him. I don't want to limp along through life. I want to be full of joy. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a work in progress. So it's not like I have all this down. You know, every, you know I, I, I'm, I need work. Now, the world will tell you that that joy is it's just a, a fleeting emotion. It's, uh, that's just pie in the sky. Hardly anybody ever finds that on any kind of regular basis. But you know what? I don't think that's biblical. Because according to God, if we are walking with God, we don't have to have, come on, a miracle every other second because that's living like crisis to crisis. But if we are consistent with God, then we can walk in a way that we are just blessed. If we are blessed, then we are starting saying, you know what? Man, God just took care of that. That's awesome. And joy will start to bubble up. It's not just what the, you know, the world shouldn't dictate to you what your life is or how you should live it anyway. You might live in this world, but you're not of this world. Because we got a place to go. Man, we got some stuff to do. God's got some things in store. But Bible joy, come on, just that biblical joy, it's not the same. It's not the same as what the world puts happiness and joy with. There are people that have millions of dollars and are miserable because they don't have true happiness and joy. Their happiness is found in things or, or money or whatever. Joy is a real force, and I'm just here to tell you this morning that the enemy hates it. He does not like you to be happy or to have anything that 
would stand up against him. Do you know that joy, now think about this, joy and strength combined, that's how we get our strength. We are just, Brett, does it mean stuff will quit happening? I'm not talking about stuff. I'm saying you have overcome the stuff because who's in you? Greater he that's in me than he that's in the world. So because of that, I have the strength. I can do all things, think about it, through Christ who strengthens me. The joy of the Lord, of the, of the who? Of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Is there an echo in here? Is my strength. It is my strength. I'm going to draw from that. So when stuff happens to me that those that are watching and they see my take on it, not a worldly take, but a godly take. Because God is inside me. Nothing can come against me with God inside me that I can't deal with. Because God is bigger than that. And when God is bigger than that, it grows smaller. John said it this way. He, he must increase and I must decrease. So no matter what hell you're facing, you need more joy and you'll get stronger. Here's a news flash. Joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's already inside you if you're a believer. That means... And you, you might be like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's there. It might be playing hide and seek, but it's time you turned it on. It's time you found it and said, it's time to turn the joy factor on. I don't think the devil likes it when you laugh in his face. I don't think he likes it when you know, you know what? This isn't going to be the end of me. Shut up. God's got this. And you begin to turn your life over to him. And joy starts to bubble up. You start feeling stronger. Part of the reason I would start feeling weak or feeling just... Because I wasn't happy. You know why? We just started talking about this on Thursdays. Because I didn't really realize it, but it's starting to come together. Because what you focus on is what you're drawn to. If you focus on your problem... You will harden your heart to the things of God because you're more problem-oriented than promise-oriented. If I focus my heart on God, my problem gets smaller, my promise gets bigger, my heart gets more full of joy, and I start saying, this problem can't take me under. See, we have to do sometimes, we got to look in the mirror. And, and Kim and I just, just talked I mean, we talk all the time. I mean, obviously, but I mean, we just, you know, she's my closest friend. We share everything. We talk. <laughs> and, you know, just going through some stuff of just things that the Lord has told her. And then she told me, and I told her, I said, well, thanks for sharing that because it makes sense to me because some of the things she shared with me are just stuff that I don't realize or are kind to do. Sometimes we realize it and we just block it. You know what I'm saying? We just, what is that where we, we have, what is it we can call when you just hear what you want to hear? Selective. We have, we have selective blocking too. You know, I'm not going to. But yet God is trying to say, look, you know what? If you're harboring stuff like this and, you know, that you have to deal with, it's affecting your joy. So it's affecting your walk because you're not allowing God to fill you to the capacity he wants to fill you. So thus, I can't draw strength from where I get my strength from. You know, like she made it. This is nuts today. This is awesome. 
She made a reference to Popeye today. That's all I can stand. I can't stand. Where did Popeye get his strength? His spinach, his food. Guess what your food should be? Should be God. It should be the word of God. And you draw strength from God so that joy then is inside of you and begins to overtake whatever else is not of God. Come on. You leave it dormant, it doesn't do much good. That's kind of like putting something on the shelf. And you can say, look at that, isn't that beautiful? I never take it down. It's pretty, isn't it? You got to use it. If you put it on the back burner, that's where it stays. It doesn't do you any good. It's time the church, or maybe just not just me, but you as well, move what we need to move to the front. And enjoy the benefits of God's health plan. God, let me just, let me start being happy. Are you tired of being sad? How many just put on a happy face? You go somewhere and there's sometimes, yeah, I'm with you. Where you know you got to kind of, I'm going to just act like everything's okay. And inside, everything's not okay. But wouldn't it be great if you weren't acting? Doesn't mean the problem's gone, but it just means the promise is bigger. Here's our first, I'm going to give you three reasons today, we'll make them very quick, that why joy is part of God's health plan, and this will help you today. Number one, joy drives away depression, John 16, 22. So you have sorrow, but I'll see you again, then you'll rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. Depression is part of the curse. Think about, think about where depression would come from, who sends it? The effects are visible on how it affects people. The devil wants you to be depressed. Doesn't mean you can never, now listen, you need to hear my voice, you need to understand, doesn't mean you can't ever be not happy, doesn't mean you can't ever have them, you know, be upset or, because, or hurt. That's a whole other thing than being depressed. Are we understanding? It's okay, you know, there's stuff that happens, I don't like that. That upsets me. Makes, you know, Jesus got mad. He overturned tables. You can, you can be mad, but you don't want that spirit of depression to get on you because God's not giving you that. I don't know about you, but I am not going to put anything in me or on me that God doesn't want me to have because it's not going to bring any good fruit. John 16, 33 says this, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Now, we talked about that scripture for a couple minutes already. Life's going to bring you trials. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where, you know, certainly not everyone is a believer. We know that. We just went through the whole book of Revelation. We know that for a fact. But one of the blessings of being a Christian being a believer, a follower of Jesus, is this, that we have joy and peace no matter what the circumstances are looking like. And I have not exercised that all myself all the time. I'm going to get better at it. You see, the world looks at outward things. I need this to be happy. If I only had this, those are uncertain and temporary. But the joy of the Lord that comes from your spirit, it's always there. God put it there, and you are never without it. You know, I started thinking of that. Jesus said stuff like this. I'm going to be with you forever. 
I'll never leave you or forsake you. So part of his character, his fruit, his gifts, they just stay with you. So sometimes we feel like I'm tapped out, and I've used that phrase, and God, I break that. I'm sorry for that. Have you ever felt like that? Been in a wrestling hold, and you know you just want to go, how do I get out of this? Just get the dude off me or something. I mean, come on. But yet there's answers if I activate what's already in there. But what happens is the enemy gets us distracted by depression or whatever else. And then the problem, think about it, gets bigger. And we forget about the arsenal that we have. All we think about is just getting it to stop. And sometimes that's what we'll do. We'll yield to the enemy because it's quicker and easier and we think it'll stop things but it's just a temporary fix to something worse the joy of the lord is my strength we have to choose to be joyful it doesn't happen by accident if somebody's walking and the fruits of the spirit are manifesting as far as you know they they have joy they have peace they have love they have patience. We'll talk about that next week. I know you want to talk about it right now, but we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, you start saying, man, how is that happening? I had people at Honda watch me work on an assembly line. I didn't even know they were watching me. Do you know that people watch people that are professed believers? They just watch you. I didn't know they were watching me. Because on an assembly line, it does not care what you believe. It doesn't care what you think. It doesn't care how you feel doesn't care if you have enough supplies. It just moves. It is a mechanical thing. It's unfeeling. And there be, if somebody in front of you is behind or somebody behind you is behind, you are behind because they didn't get their job done. You can't do your job till they get their job, and it puts everybody behind. Well, when that happens, your cord gets stretched out. There'd be people, you would hear all kinds of fun things, syllables and words and stuff. And people were watching me. And I didn't even realize it. But again, if we walk with God long enough, we start drawing on stuff. It becomes habit. Come on. It becomes habit. If you are, there's just things that you're like, wow. And, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't, I can't, I can't do my job until he's done with his if he doesn't get done with his. I mean, this is kind of worst case scenario. You know, they'll stop the line. We'll catch it up and we'll start again. I'm not the cause of all this. I might be part of that. I don't know. However that is, I'm going to subject myself to God. And I didn't lose my temper. I didn't, didn't swear, didn't say anything. And those people would come to me later on while I worked there and say, I want you, could you pray with me? My grandmother's sick. Could you pray with me? I have this problem. Could you pray with me? And I didn't say, hey, anytime you need prayer, come and pray. You know, I'll pray for you. No. They saw something there. Let's start being the people that God wants us to be by choice. We have to choose to cultivate those gifts, cultivate that fruit, start doing what God wants us to do. That's why they're there. How many went to VBS as a kid? I can tell you this song, you'll be able to sing it. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. 
down in my heart, I've got the George. And then my favorite was, and if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on attack. Ouch! You know, and we, we did that in VBS. I mean, I still, they still, I, I'm sure they probably do that. But everybody knows that joy should be, you know, part of that, that what God puts in there. It's getting God's word down in your heart. That's really, I mean, that song, if we took that, I get it down in my, in my knower, my soul, my, my mind, my will, my emotions. I want God's word down in there. Because the Bible says if you know the truth, what does it do? It sets you free. So the things that are, that are taking and sucking your joy, point them out. And start saying, you know what, I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be just the opposite. I'm going to get in my Bible. I'm going to find me a word that fights that. Revelation 12, 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That's the covenant. You're a believer. And the word of their testimony. So whatever you're fighting, find a word that combats that. And begin to get that word down in your heart. Where? Down in your heart. Where? That's where, right? And if the devil doesn't like it, never mind. You already know the story. <laughs> because listen to me. Depression is self-focused. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Oh. Yeah, I watched Hee Haw when I was growing up. But joy is God-focused. You see, the enemy is into isolation. He's into getting you separate so that you can be depressed and he can work on you. He can bombard your mind, bombard your thoughts. He can just tell you and beat you up and beat you up. And God is not getting you in solitude. God is not doing that. He is, what's the word? Um, insulated. Instead of isolating you, God will insulate you. So you get more of God in you, you get insulated. You get the word of God in there. You are covered. You are you're ready to go. Deuteronomy 28, 47 and 48, uh, 48 says, If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received, you'll serve your enemies from whom the Lord will send against you. Uh, you will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. Nobody likes to read that. Um, but this is, God is saying, you need to be joyful. You just need to be joyful. Now, this is Old Testament. He's talking. This is before New Covenant and all of that. I get it. But he's talking about we need to be serving God with joy. There's, there's too much of God for the enemy to, to even have a hand or foot on how, you know, God is bigger than that. He's bigger than what you're going through. Let's focus on what God has. Let's be joyful. Doesn't mean you have to be happy about the Bible says all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. It doesn't say all things are good. It just says they work together for your good. In this life, you'll have tribulation, but I got a connection. I'm in the, involved with somebody that's greater than anything I'm facing in this life. And it is Jesus Christ. It is him that saves. It is him that delivers. It is him that heals. It is him, Jehovah Shammah. Guess what that means? He is my peace. Oh, actually, he is there. Jehovah Shalom, he is my peace. Jehovah Tiskanu, he is my righteousness. Jehovah Mekadesh, the one who sanctifies. Jehovah Rapha, he is my healer. Jehovah Nisi, he is my banner. Jehovah Rohi, he is my shepherd. My God is all in all. Everything I need, my God shall supply. You see, people think happiness is an event. No, this, I'm telling you, man, this is a marathon. 
This isn't a one-time, one-and-done. I mean, yes, when you're saved, God can take all that stuff. Yes, I get that, but it is literally you choosing I will choose Jesus. I will choose joy. I will not get depressed. I will be optimistic. I will have what God says I'll have. It is us choosing that. You see, there's people that have this mindset. If only, if I just win the lottery, I'll win. You know, I, I've, yeah, I've had people, praise God, I asked God, and I found $2 on the grocery floor, and I just knew he wanted me to play the lotto. And they said, it's awesome. I'm just so thankful. They went and played it, and they said, He's not, God's not good. I didn't win. <laughs> really? God's a little bigger than the lotto. If I just had this car, if I just married this person, if I had this dream job, if I lived in the Florida Keys, I would be happy all the time. If I lived on an island where I had nobody to deal with, then I just ate coconuts and bananas. Here's something you need to know. God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And my God, if he delivered Abraham, he'll deliver you. If he delivered the Israelites, he'll deliver you. If he raised that little boy from the dead, he can raise you from the dead. If he, if he broke depression off, he can break it off you. If he freed the demoniac, he can free you. Because God never changes. He is everything that we need. He is our all in all. The cool thing is, if God never changes, then joy doesn't change. I never really thought of it like that. But it's always been with inside me. It's always been there for me to activate. Even when it's hard. It is a spiritual force that is born into each of us as we are believers. Just like the other fruit of the Spirit. God says, there you go. Now make that grow. Your fruit has to grow you got to work it. Well, how do you get patience? We're going to talk about that next week. Do you just get it? You have patience. doesn't matter how many times your kid screams. doesn't matter how many times you're in, in, in bumper-to-bumper traffic. You have patience, and you are just like, I think not. You're going to get in situations where you're going to have to work that fruit. And all of that comes out of love and attention towards God. That's our foundation. The more I have with God, the more I spend with God, the more joy I walk in. So I'm, I'm talking to myself. So, you know, you're just kind of in on this conversation now. But this has been, uh, this last year has been a hard year for me. More than I've let on, or more than probably many of you know. It has been hard. It is, you know, there's been so many things that just, it's been hard. Our second thought this morning, and I'll try to move on. I may get back to it. but <laughs> uh, Joy helps you receive from God. If I'm more joyful, I'm more, I've just got a better mindset. I can receive from God. Because sometimes when life is stinky, so is our attitude. So is our mindset. And I can't see the forest through the trees, so to speak. And it's hard to receive. 
So joy helps me receive from God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We have uh, that scripture on our wall in our house, and I read that all the time, probably every day, because it's on the wall. I like that, because I have to remind myself sometimes to be joyful, now even more so. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 is one of my favorite uh, scriptures. We are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Most people think that, you know, when they ask, everything that they ask should be in his will. I think they're right. I think, you know, we want to receive, we want to be in his will, don't we? I mean, let, let me just say this. Um, you know, Maddie is 25, but when she was 14, God, please give me a car. I'm going to start driving next week. That would be like, no, mm-mm. You should be thankful that God doesn't answer that prayer because she wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? So there's some things we need to, we need to be in God's will and we need to understand his will and, and be okay to rest, to have joy in that. And again, speaking to myself. <clears throat> A lot of times when we ask, we don't put God's will in there, do we? We just want something because we want it. And so we have to watch for that. I, I, I'm just going to say it, and I hope it comes out the way that it's meant. But we, we need to understand that we can't just be so flippant in the way that, again, we've been talking about kindness, love, and joy, but how we deal not only, you know, if we deal with others rudely or harshly all the time, it reflects on, on how our relationship is with him. Because if our relationship with him is strong, our relationship this way, they're going to be better. I don't believe as believers... I think we have to be accountable for a lot of things that we say and do. Do you? I mean, do you think that? I think I think that I think the word pulls that out. But I, you know, sometimes don't you want to? I, I don't know. You know, just like Clark Kent could go and be Superman, he'd get into the phone booth and dun 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 dun. dun. You know, sometimes don't you just want to go for just once? Could I have thirty seconds just to say what's on my mind? And I could do just like what I see everybody else doing. Just give me, oh, dear God, that'd be my gift. Is that in your will? And God would be, uh, no. But God, please, just 30 seconds. Come on, let me chew them out. I can ask forgiveness. How about if I hit them, you can heal them? Was God going to answer that one? Uh, no. So, you know, all of that being said, we are human, but we have to subject ourselves to God's way and his will. And we want that truth in our life. God wants us to approach him in prayer with a forgiving heart. And see, this is stuff that I've got to deal with. You've got to deal with it too. Sometimes our prayers aren't answered the way we want because we're harboring bitterness or unforgiveness for whatever the reason. They did this or they're not done, whatever that is. And God is just kind of putting his finger and saying, this is what he did to Peter. Do you love me? Well, yeah, I love you. But, but do you love me? Well, you know I love you, but you... Do you love me? 
And he has a plan. We got to give that stuff to him. You know, you can't hide anything from God. Mark eleven twenty five. 25, when we were praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Nobody wants to hear that. You cannot go around hating someone and expect God to forgive you as well. Now think about it, because the foundation of God is what? Love. So we have to go back and say, okay, God, if we want faith, I need faith to forgive them. Guess what? Love is in there. Faith works. It has to have love. Galatians 5, 6, for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there's no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. That's pretty huge. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18, with a joyful heart. Think about this. Be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Again, we just talked about that. This is God's will if you belong to Christ. Doesn't mean you have to be happy. Something bad is happening, but praise God, you know what? We're going to get through this. God's going to help us. It's going to be all right because I'm under his wings. Psalm 91, I've got his protection. I'm going to get his wisdom. Asking for the right thing with the wrong heart is not God's will. So then, you know, that's why your prayer is not getting answered. If you have a wrong motivation, if it is just to get ahead or just to, God knows all that. So we got to get our, our, our stuff clean. We want joy. I don't know about you, but I need some joy. You know, one of the best things that I like that helped me, I like seeing my wife happy. I like seeing her laugh. I like seeing her with her kids and her grandkids all around her. I just, I mean, she just beams. Life can sometimes get you so busy that you forget the important things. This is what a joyful person looks like. Joy doesn't complain or grumble about people or situations. How many have done that? I have. And you're like, he's the pastor. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just telling you. Joy is predictably happy every day. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm going to be happy every day. Joy doesn't uh, crumble to self-pity at the slightest bit of negative news. So you want to guard that. Joy talks back to difficult situations. And what does joy say? Joy uses the word of God. It is written. Joy isn't easily defeated, but is empowered by the authority of Christ Jesus. We get our strength from Christ. Joy is optimistic. Optim, I'll say it. Optimistic, not pessimistic. Or it doesn't even have to be realistic. Because sometimes realistic, there's always somebody that, there's, it's great to have an optimist. That means, hey, let's look at the bright side of this. There's somebody that's a, a pessimist. Let's never look at the bright side of this. This is what's bad. And then here's somebody that is a realist. Well, let's look at the, the good and the bad, and this is just the bottom line. I'm sure we could find a little bit of truth in, in all of that, but let's focus on what God says. Did you know that it could be real. The doctor could say, this is what you have, and that is a fact, and it could be real. Realistically, this is what he says. What does God say? 
and let's look at that. It is written. That's what I want to say. This is the position of prayer that receives from God. God, what do you say? When I'm up against something, if I want to be joyful, the only way that I can truly be joyful is I need strength that I don't have. And the only way that I get where I can't go is God is already in me, and I draw my strength from that. You know, I think a complainer isn't going to wake up one morning and go, I've got a treasure chest full of great stuff from God. I think he's too busy blocking his own way. I'm going to just, we're going to finish this up. Faith and love work together. Faith and joy work together. If you're sad and discouraged, that pulls your faith down. And I'm not saying you can't be human. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, but joy strengthens your faith and causes it to rise. When you are depressed, I'd get around people that will bring joy in your life. I'd get into the word of God. I would do more things that will make happy. I don't want to talk about what we know is wrong. Let's talk about what we know is right. Instead of talking about the problem, let's talk about the promise. Instead of telling God about our mountain, let's tell our mountain about our God. And let's be bold enough to say, you know what? Greater is he that is in me. Do you really believe that? If you believe that, then let's start acting like it. Start reading those scriptures every day. Stirring up the fruit of joy that's on the inside of you. Because the Bible says this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. you got something to be joyful about. Here's our last thought this morning, and we'll move on. Joy keeps you healthy. Proverbs 17, 22. A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. I have been sapped of strength before, and I know you have too, but I've got to tie into the joy that the Lord has put there. So I, I have to ask myself, there are, there are times where, you know, sometimes I understand why I'm tired. Maybe you didn't get any sleep. I got to bed at 2 in the morning. Or You ever have those nights you can't sleep and you get up? And then the next day you're like, oh, I'm so tired. And there are, I know there are people that, uh, now, I, I, it's not that I'm against naps. I, I take them, but I do that when I fall asleep. Let me explain. I don't purposely go and go, I'm going to go take a nap. Now, some of y'all, that's part of your routine, and that's cool. You love that. I just have to melt down wherever I'm at. If I'm watching a, a cowboy or a football or something, I probably do the meltdown, and then I'll just, which my family just loves that, you know. But anyway, but if I didn't get any sleep, then I know why I'm tired. But if there's something that is sapping my strength, then I'm going to need some joy. Because joy and faith are tied together. My strength is tied to my joy. God commands us to start doing, you know, to be joyful. That was a command. We read it earlier. Joy will stop depression and break the door open for God to move. Joy also keeps you healthy. Research shows this. Depression, anger, and stress are a cause of most diseases, including cancer, arthritis, heart disease, and more. And I can tell you firsthand, you know, when I had the heart attack in 2020, the day before Father's Day last year, this is the only reason they could tell me. We don't know why you're in here. You were in good shape, you know, and all of that stuff. Stress. That was their number one thing. Now, they might be like, I, we don't have an answer. I don't know. But, you know, if I look at stats and, you know, pastoring is probably one of the, I think they said in the top 10 most stressful jobs, whatever. 
still what I'm called to do. So if I'm called to do it, then the joy is my strength. So it's okay. I just have to learn how to deflect that stress. Does that make sense? I have to combat that. So how do I do that? Then I need more joy. Because if it's sucking my strength and I'm getting stressed, then I've got to find the answer to that. Joyful heart does the following. It lowers blood pressure, releases muscle tension, decreases stress and your hormones and boosts the immune system. A joyful, just having a joyful heart. Sometimes when you are sapped without joy, you just feel like, I'm so sore. Or I need this. You know why? It's because the enemy is attacking you. He's trying to put depression and all that kind of stuff. You need more joy. Your quality of life and relationships will be so much better and healthier, more enjoyable if you're happier. Nobody wants to be around a sourpuss that looks like they've been eating oatmeal through a gas pipe for the rest of their life. How are you doing? I'm fine. Leave me alone. You know, we don't, we don't have that in our house. We'd tell our kids when they were growing up. We told them, and people would come over, they'd, they'd see us, and, and Mal would run down and say, oh, Zach said the S word. And we'd have people over, and they'd be like, He's only, how old is he? What is he, five? We're like, S's shut up. Oh. Because we just, we just telling our kids, we, want, we wanted to get, we didn't want strife in our house. So we made them make up and we made them, you know, sometimes they didn't want to, but again, we're trying to show them, you know what? This isn't going to bring anything good. Your, your family. Joy. A joyful heart really does good like medicine. When you're full of the joy of the Lord, it's your strength. You feel strong because you can overtake whatever the enemy's putting against you. No open doors. Strength to overcome any trial. Strength to live a long, happy, and strong life. That's what joy does. I don't want you to waste one more minute of being sad, feeling sorry for yourself, or you know, just being so tired. This is what the Lord said. He said, you need to tell them about joy. They need to make a decision to be happier. Not because of circumstances, but joy of the Lord. Because greater is he that's in me. You're not happy about maybe the stuff that's going on, but you can be happy about the God that's in you. And that's what you got to focus on. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, with every head bowed, every eye closed,